Chapter 12, Doctor Wants Story So you can ask me all your questions. I will answer truthfully if you respect one condition, you swear on Isabel's life and children you will not share that with anyone until the day you die, he asked me solemnly. Your life and their lives depend on it. Of course, I cannot tell you the modus operandi of the happiness law, the way we do the sentencing as that would put your life at risk, every day and night, like it did mine for the last five years. You would risk the life of your beloved ones. You would even have to cut ties with anyone you know, or they will. It is not a secret. It is a burden I will share with you. He said in his calm way. First of all, do you really believe in the happiness law? I asked him right away. Isabel joined us with some food. Isabel, your boyfriend slash husband he started to say with a wink is asking me to tell him what happened with the happiness law. Would you like to hear this secret which is a real burden? He asked and waited. She put the food in front of me and just sat down. You took care of Will when he fell and even stayed with him in this hospital and I thank you for that. I can imagine how precious your time is. What you are proposing is appealing to my curiosity. And at the same time, as you say, it is a burden. So thank you, but I enjoy my life every day as it is. So I can leave you both for an hour or two. What do you reckon? She said. Do as you wish, my love, I said. I just nodded. She left us. So where were we? He asked. Oh yes, do I believe in the happiness law? Well, I hated the name to begin with. Well, I believe in the good, the bad and the thousand shades in between. I cannot believe that we need to have to use the proximity of death every day so people enjoy their life to the fullest. We should not. I would have preferred people to not need this law to be happy. However, reality proved me wrong time after time. All my fortune was spent to prove this theory wrong. I was wrong. My dedication to this did not make me right but it made me look like a nice and fair fellow scientist. In a way, my biggest success was in something I refused to believe in. But as a scientist, I tried and confronted this theory. I begged my harshest critics to prove me wrong. Unfortunately each time they found some new benefits to my theory to my dismay. So to summarize, I don't want to believe in it. However, as a scientist I have to side with the facts and the reality. He told me all that with his elderly voice. He was sticking to his character. I just let his words tank within me. Were you volunteering to put in place the sentencing? I asked. He cited. It will be one of my saddest legacy that people would believe anyone would want to do so. He stopped and looked through the window at the blue sky. The first time I was approached by your own MPs. Their argument was strong. All their people will not trust a company, an agency to implement this election fairly. It has to be random and checked with the harshest critics. They meant me. I was confused and I refused. It was a huge responsibility. 
I had the idea and set up the study. Yet, I don't behave in it. I just wanted to come back to my normal life of a scientist. Then the families of the same MP came to ask me and insisted on implementing the happiness law that will have a huge impact. The MPs may change. That is why they trusted me to implement a fair scientifically random method. They believed in me even though I did not. I asked for a day to think about it before giving a definitive answer. It was the hardest day of my life. I felt all the burden of the world on my shoulders. I knew that if it was a success, other counties may ask me to do the same. I was terrified. It was a huge responsibility. I have too much respect for life to imagine devising a plan to kill a person a day for each country. So I approached this differently. Could I design a fair method to make everyone happy and they can trust it? So I did just that. He said in a last sad breath.